Welcome to the SI Farmer Podcast, podcast where we talk marketing, tactics, business strategy. If it has to do with any of those things or farming, we'll probably talk about it here on this podcast, and today is no exception. Hope everybody's having a wonderful holiday season. I don't know when you're going to – you may not be listening to this podcast during the holiday season, but if you're not, man, enjoy the season. So – during the holiday season, that's my favorite time of the year, from Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's. Oh, man, this is my absolute favorite time of the year. I love the time to reflect and think, and some of the farm chores slow down a little bit. They're not as fun because it's cold and rainy and miserable, but the time to think is, man, I just love it. And so we're sitting around Thanksgiving this past Thanksgiving, and I'm looking at this feast we have, and and I will tell you, we are so blessed to be able to have a meal like this. I am so blessed to have a mother, an aunt, a daughter, a wife that are all good cooks. And man, this meal! I cooked the turkey this year. I deep fried a turkey and made some taters, mashed potatoes. But I was sitting around looking at this, and I'm curious, guys. So I, I look up how much money from this feast actually went to the farmers. And when I found out the number, it kind of floored me. And at first I was thinking, man, that stinks. But as I thought about it a little more, and we've talked about it on the podcast, I like to flip ideas around and show how they, you know, how we can look at things in a different way. And I flipped this idea around and I'm just looking at it. I'm saying, man, this is good news. And that stat's pretty simple. It's when you look at the cost of the different foods. And I, I, I saw it on um, uh, RFD television. They, they do a fantastic job for rural America. If you, don't, if you don't watch RFD, you should, just because they're fun. And, you know, so anyway, I'm, I'm, I see this little blurb on there where they, they have somebody from the National Farmers Union on, and they're talking about the percentage of money that goes to the farmer. And the number that they shared on there was like, out of a dollar ninety nine, a dollar ninety nine cent a pound turkey, that I think I think the number was six cents went to the farmer in, in that interview, and I and, and it just kind of floored me. And then you think, man, that's an opportunity. So let's get into this today. I have a love hate relationship with marketing. Really, I've got to do what? All I want to do is farm. Welcome to the SI Farmer Podcast. If you want to market your farm, farm based business, or craft food business directly to the consumer, this is the place for you. Welcome to the show. So, welcome to the show today. We're talking about the farmer's share. So, you know, the National Farmers Union, every year they put together this kind of report, and it's it's good. I think they're, you know, they may be a little biased towards the farmer, and, and that's what they're supposed to be. I mean, these they're supposed to look out for us. I don't know much about them, but uh, I did, we have featured their website on this podcast before because uh, they did a good job of putting the crisis website together with places for farmers in need to call um, but they put this document together that I thought was really interesting. It's called the Farmer Share, and it breaks down basic grocery store items that that people buy every day, and then talks about what the retail cost of it is, and then what's the how much does the farmer actually make? And I think some of their numbers are off, but I mean this is a difficult this is a difficult process to figure out. You know, they have things like um, you know out of a seven dollar a pound bacon, the farmer sees a dollar sixteen, which I don't know that that's accurate because, I mean, uh, when I just looked up lean hog prices, uh, we're at like 82 cents a pound. So I'm not sure how you get a $1.20 a 
per pound for bacon when farmer doesn't make any more, whether it's bacon or whether it's the, you know, the pork shoulder. You know, they have things like, oh, out of steak, they're saying $7 or $10 a pound steak, the farmer sees two bucks and change. And and that number is kind of depressing because you think about how much, how much, what a process that happens when food gets sold. There is so many processes that go into it that we, we all know about them, but you know, unfortunately Americans are eating more and more processed food. So that food processing cost is, is part of this challenge. But you have the wholesale to the retailers, and we talked about it. You, you've heard me if you listen to the podcast, you've probably heard this before. But you know, if if you know, and I've talked about how when I sell a cow at market, if I sell a cow at the auction that's probably bought by a background or backgrounder takes it and uh, feeds it out to a little bit, and then sells that that backgrounder sells it to a feedlot, feedlot sells it to the distributor, uh, distribute you know to the the process, the processor sells it to the distributor, distributor to the grocery. We've talked about this whole supply chain in there. But what when I look at a number like this, I see an opportunity for the small, mid-sized farmer. You know, if I go from me to the processor to the consumer, or better yet, I go from me, I have it processed, and then I sell direct to the consumer. Yes, I'm taking on a little more work, but I'm seeing a dramatic increase in profitability. And which which is important because if you're a small farmer, you know, if you're one of the, the the mega ranches out west and you have ground that's in your family and you can have 10,000 head or you know on your on your ranch, you can afford possibly to live off this margin. When you're a small farmer, you can't. You know, dollar 52 pound for for live cattle, that's a you know, that's actually not a bad price as far as the market's gone in recent years. I mean, I've sold them at as low as I want to say it was like 90 cents for fat cattle. Can't feed them for that. I think I've sold a little better than $1.52 in the past, but, um, you know, it's it's still hard, especially if you're not sell- if you're not finishing cattle to finish weight. But this number is kind of true across whether you're a cattle farmer or whether you're a vegetable grower or you're you're trying to start a CSA where you're doing multiple crops and and providing fresh foods to people. You know, years ago, I remember a stat where we were talking about the cost of a tomato, and I don't know why this came up in a conversation, but it did because you know I'm I love having weird conversations, but the 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 person was saying, when you talk about people of low, people who are lower income, living, trying to make their food dollars stretch, and you're just worried about filling your belly, and unfortunately, the health the healthier foods have to come secondary. So, a tomato, you know, you can buy a tomato, and it's probably going to cost you a dollar and change at the store. Well, it's not enough nutrients. It's not you can't make a you can't fill your stomach with a tomato, so you go and you buy a processed food that's like uh, one of those little whatever they call the noodle packages, you know ramen style noodles. You buy one of those for seventy five cents. Now you've got a meal, possibly even two. I don't know. You know the 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 food dollars have to you know so 
what, the reason this conversation was important was because tomatoes were so expensive. Well, they're so expensive because they're hard to grow. They're hard to transport. They're, you know, all of this. But if you go from the, the grower to the consumer and you can develop a market, the grower can obviously sell a little bit cheaper than the grocery store and still provide a good value to the farmer and a good value to the consumer. Man, this is what we, you know, you hear people say this thing all the time called a win-win situation. Well, this is it. Farmer wins, consumer wins. Man. But the opportunity that I saw, and I, I really, you know, kind of was, you know, the when you add the things up like the finance cost, the energy, advertising, according to this, you know, the industry group, the sales guys are making more than the farmer. And they're not, you know, the work balance there is the work and balance side isn't there. And you know what? In today's world, marketing is not that difficult if you have a little bit of guidance and you're willing to work a little bit and learn a little bit. It's not that hard. In fact, that's why we started this whole SI Farmer was because this marketing thing is it can be learned. You don't have to be a natural salesman. You don't have to be all of these things. You don't have to be a computer expert. And you can take that percentage that goes to packaging and transportation and, you know, and the retail side of it and the food service side of it and all of these things that add up to create that other 85%. And you can take that margin. So you know, instead of getting 14%, maybe you can get as much as 50, 60% coming back to the farm. That's a big number. That's a big difference. And that's why this is so important. And so as I'm sitting there, kind of a long way around, but as, as I'm sitting there at this Thanksgiving, you know, during Thanksgiving, we're watching the parades and you're thinking about, man, this is a depressing number. It's not, man, this is an exciting number for me. I see it and go, man, there's an opportunity there. And if small farmers can can reach their hands around that and start understanding how to fit it into the, your work environment and how to fit this into your planning and, and that, you can actually make a living on your farm. Man, how cool is that? I, I love to farm. I love it. But it's tough. It's hard work. There's a lot of luck involved. Mother Nature is, you know, this year for us, Mother Nature was not friendly. And so you deal with it. We also had equipment issues and things like that, but Mother Nature was challenging. And so you're, you're never going to be able to get out of fighting those battles. But if you market your farm right and you're, 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 you're doing the the basic things right that you need to do, man, you can take a small farm and start making enough money to pay for the farm, pay for expansion, pay for a living, support a family. It's not impossible. People say, oh, you can't farm. You're never going to make any money. I've got guys that still to this day tease me because I started farming. Well, did you do just sign up to lose money? No, I really didn't. Nope. My farm's going to make money here soon. I promise you. Hard work. But, you know, this whole idea of becoming a sustainable business 
is not pie in the sky, you know, kind of daydreaming. This is reality. If, if right now you're seeing 14% and you could see 60, well, that's enough to make a difference. Maybe even more than 60 if you're, you know, you're doing something like we do where, you know, we raise cattle, we sell direct to the consumer. You know, we raise hay and sell direct to the consumer. So there, there's that difference there of being profitable and farming's a business. I know a lot of people, and I say it's a business, it's a passion. I mean, if you farm, you don't do it because it's a big moneymaker. I guarantee you. You do it because it's what you love to do. Now, you still have to be able to make a living at it. And you have to be able to do that. And so the the whole idea of marketing is, look, we've talked about it before. I, you know, I, I like to call marketing my, uh, a four, it should be a four letter word where you get your, your mouth washed out with soap for, you know, for saying it, but it doesn't have to be, and it shouldn't be. Marketing just means we're going to start promoting our farm, which just means let's tell people what we do, why we do it, and the quality of the product that we produce. And then let's sell them our product. You're selling your product anyway. If you're taking your, you know, for example, I, again, I kind of use cattle a lot because that's one of that's one of the things we do. But you know, you 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 have this fear, I guess, of selling direct to the consumer. But you're selling anyway. You're taking your product to an auction and selling it, or you're selling it to, you know, maybe you have a cattle broker that you deal with. What's the difference? Sell your cattle direct to the consumer. Make the money. Now it takes a little bit of planning, a little bit of thought, a little bit of energy. But, you know, I don't know how you are, but if somebody comes up and asks me about my farm, man, I'll talk, I'll talk all day about it because I, I love it. And so I'm not, I'm not ashamed to talk about my farm, the good and the bad of it, what we do, what we are trying to do. And you can't be ashamed to talk about your farm. And it's, with any business, if you make a product that you're proud of, that you you think is a good value to the to the consumer, that you think does something that improves their life in some measurable way, and that's cool. So you know this is going to be a shorter podcast. I'm going to wrap up here because this is just this is such an encouraging number that you know when I saw it again, I first my first thought was, oh man, that's it. Man, how do you how do you how are you going to make it on fourteen and a half percent? But this is a good number, man. Let's get into this and market our farms. And you know, I think the the biggest takeaway from this is we have so many steps in our supply chain from you selling a cow or you selling your vegetables or you selling to what whatever your product is. That there's so much, so much of a chain in the supply. There's so much of a, so many links in the supply chain that, and everybody takes their piece of that pie. And some, some companies are invested enough that they take bigger pieces, and some do bigger pieces of work and need to take bigger pieces. But at the end of the day, when it comes back to the farmer, there's nobody in that supply chain who's working harder than the farmer is to produce that product, and we should be seeing a reasonable return on that, and. In many, many, many cases, we're not. 
the way that we can start is back ourselves, back ourselves out of that supply chain a little bit and create our own supply chain by going direct to the consumer, by going, you know, building relationship. And when I say consumer, it doesn't always have to be person to person. It could be farmer to grocery store. You know, grocery stores are buying from distributors. Distributors are buying from the packing houses. The packing houses are buying from buying from buying from. You can walk on back. The big take here is figure out how to back ourselves out of that supply chain, create our own supply chain, which is just selling our products, whether we're selling to a consumer, a person to person, whether we're selling to a, a butcher shop or a grocery store or a, you know, we're selling our products at farmer's markets or whatever it is, depending on what our product is. And the product doesn't really, you know, you can, you just have to think about your product line and whatever that is, whether you're selling, oh, beeswax products or vegetables or flowers or whatever that product is. How do you step yourself out of that, out of the traditional supply chain where so many people have come in and taken such a big chunk out of that profit that now you are fighting to survive? So we need to kind of take a step back, take a look at how do we create our own supply chain and bypass some of those links? And how do we do it? And that's the big takeaway is we have to learn a couple things about ourselves, about our business and about our products. So that we can do that. And that's what SI Farmer is all about is how do we help the farmer? How do we help the small farm-based business, rural businesses, step out of that traditional supply chain, build their own marketing engine to help them sell their products better? And with that, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season and good luck and God bless.